Hey, greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West here, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. You gotta light them up before they burn it down. This episode of the Steadfast and Law Podcast is brought to us by our dear friends at the United States Concealed Carry Association. The United States CCA helps responsible Americans like you prepare for what happens before, during, and after an active act of lawful self-defense. USCCA members get life-saving education, expert training, plus self-defense liability insurance. Plus, a USCCA membership is always risk-free with their 100% money-back bulletproof guarantee membership is truly an investment worth exploring click learn more below right now to activate your u.s concealed carry association membership click learn more right now and also one of the benefits of being a member you get their monthly concealed carry magazine and as a reminder the united states concealed carry association is not an insurance company a policy has been issued to the uscca by Universal Fire and Casualty Insurance Company. That policy provides the association and its members with self-defense liability insurance subject to its terms, conditions, limitations, and exclusions. Hey, greetings, everyone, and welcome back to the Steadfast and Law podcast. And you've heard me talk about this before, and I did a little taping about it last week. We are in the 200th anniversary of the founding of the Texas Rangers, North America's oldest nation statewide law enforcement agency and probably one of the oldest that the world has ever known an incredible history and it goes back to august of 1823 when stephen f austin called for the very first texas rangers to help protect the settlers that are out there and years have gone by and we've seen the incredible service that the texas rangers have provided here to the great state of Texas, while it was the Republic of Texas and now is the state of Texas. And so we wanted to talk about the Texas Rangers and their history and the 200th anniversary with a dear friend of mine, and that is former Texas Ranger Joe Davis, who is the president of the former Texas Rangers Foundation, which works in conjunction with the former Texas Rangers Association, the former Texas Rangers Association, one of the oldest associations in the state of Texas, founded in 1897, and the former Texas Ranger Foundation was founded in 1971. And here's a little bit about our dear friend Joe Davis. He began his law enforcement career in February of 1963. I was only two years of age. As a recruit patrolman in the Department of Public Safety Academy, He graduated in June of 1963 as a highway patrolman stationed in Houston and Katy, Texas. He was promoted in September of 1968 to an agent in the DPS Intelligence Service and was stationed in Houston. He was promoted October the 1st of 1969 to be a Texas Ranger and was stationed in Austin. 
He was transferred to Kerrville, Texas, down in Texas Hill Country in August of 1980, where he served until his retirement in September the 30th of 1993 with over 30 years in law enforcement, 24 of which he was a Texas Ranger. He was the first Texas Ranger to receive the director's citation for his investigation of nurse Janine Jones, the nurse who was responsible for the deaths of infants in San Antonio and Kerrville. He's a member of the Sons of the Republic of Texas, and he is an admiral in the Texas Navy, and I'm pleased to be joined on the Steadfast and Law podcast by Ranger Joe Davis. Joe, how are you doing today? Doing great. Good to see you, Alan. It's good to be with you. So tell us about the importance of the 200th anniversary of the Texas Rangers, 1823 to 2023. Yeah, as you know, uh, Stephen F. Austin, who was the father of Texas, is also the father of the Texas Rangers. And, you know, he brought the first settlers to Texas in 1823. And uh, he wasn't here very long. He saw a need for protecting them because they were having problems with some of the Indian tribes, which wasn't new, uh, especially with the Comanche Indians. They, uh, Mexico was having issues with them. Uh, France, when they had this area, Spain, they were a constant problem uh, invading uh, the settlers and the ones that had settled here even before Austin. So when he saw that need and the Comanches really started raiding the settlers he had brought in, he needed somebody to protect them. So in August of uh, 1823, he hired 10 men to range out and uh, no settlers when the Indians were on the war path and were coming down through the Texas settlements, uh, raiding them, stealing their livestock, uh, sometimes kidnapping their children and taking them away and and even the the, uh, the mothers of these children. Uh, so he saw a great need. So that's how the Rangers got started. And they've been here ever since. They served before there was a Texas. Uh, they served uh, uh, Sam Houston after San Jacinto when they won their Texas independence. They didn't, couldn't afford an army. So Sam Houston used the Rangers uh, to protect these settlers. And it kept continuing on. And as time changed, uh, the Ranger responsibilities changed. And now we're a great law enforcement agency uh, recognized around the world as uh, uh, like the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, FBI, and so forth. So this year, uh, 2023, marks the 200th anniversary. You know, when you think about the Texas Rangers, of course, a lot of people are going to, you know, remember Walker, Texas Ranger, Chuck Norris. But, you know, we can go back and remember Frank Hamer, who was the Texas Ranger who ended up taking down Bonnie and Clyde. Can you tell us a little bit of stories about Frank Hamer? Frank Hamer, yeah, he was one of the great Texas Rangers of his time. Uh, he joined the Rangers at an early age and early 1900s and uh, became a ranger then uh, along the border, then served as a captain later on in Del Rio and then promoted to Austin uh, where he served as senior captain in the 1920s when they had ranger under the Adjutant General's office. And after he retired, uh, he was called back into service. We had a uh, 
uh, on Clyde, as you just mentioned, with roaming the state and several other states, robbing and shooting individuals, and became a thorn in all law enforcement. But they were hard to capture. They might rob a place in uh, North Texas and be in maybe Missouri that within a few hours, they just head out and keep driving. So they became uh, a real problem in Texas. And the uh, governor, actually it was Governor Bob Ferguson, who was in uh, office at that time, uh, uh, decided that they needed somebody to find uh, and capture them. And uh, she got a hold of the uh, prison uh, chief of the prison system who knew Frank Hamer and also recommended him for the job. And so Frank Hamer then uh, began looking for uh, Bonnie and Clyde, got on their trail and to make a long story short, uh, he found them and knew they were gonna be picking up some mail at a isolated uh, location they had in Louisiana where their relatives and other people had been known to send them messages. And they set up an ambush there to try to capture them. And uh, they knew they had always said they wouldn't be taken alive. And of course they weren't. That day, fateful day there in Louisiana, uh, Frank Hamer, uh, another ranger was with him. It was his partner, Manny Gault, sheriff from uh, Louisiana was there and his deputy and a couple of deputies from Texas were made up the uh, 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 law enforcement agencies that were represented that day. And as they arrived at that, Bonnie and Clyde came in to pick up their mail. They stepped out and uh, of course, uh, that shootout occurred right then. Uh, as they said, they weren't gonna be taken alive yeah. and, and ended their career that day. You know- that was. 1934, actually. Wow. You know, the former Texas Rangers Foundation is located down there in Fredericksburg, Texas, and I've had the, the, the great opportunity to, to help out and work with your foundation. You know, this, tell us about the significance of having that foundation headquarters in Fredericksburg and right there at Fort Martin Scott, which is adjacent to the Texas Rangers Heritage Center. Tell us about the history of the Texas Rangers in that area there in Fredericksburg. The history here in the area? Yes, sir. Uh, well, the Rangers, uh, of course, some of the earlier Rangers, uh, like Jack Hayes, and uh, started out in 1836. He came from Tennessee. He, his uh, father and Sam Houston were good friends, and Jack Hayes, uh, one of the more famous early rangers, uh, came to this area, and, and uh, uh, Sam Houston recommended him to join the rangers at that time. He arrived right after the Battle of San Jacinto and came into Texas, and so he started serving with the rangers. He uh, came up the Penta Trail, which was an old trail the rangers and the Indians used to come through this area, and and Jack Hayes was a surveyor by trade. And so when he went out rangering and chasing Indians, they were out in the area here uh, surveying. And uh, he was one of the first rangers that came up through this area. And uh, he engaged uh, the Indians in several areas up here. Uh, one down here at Walker Creek, where they first used the uh, Patterson revolver. Uh, the, uh, the rangers were one of the first to use that Colt Patterson that Samuel Colt had invented and it 
changed a lot of things because before they just had the single shot uh, rifle, uh, musket, or, or the uh, pistol they used. So the ranger history here in this area is started with Hayes and continued on through the years up in this area, even during the Civil War when uh, a lot of the rangers had left to go fight either for the North or the South. Uh, they still had an Indian problem in this area. So a lot of the rangers stayed behind to uh, still protect the settlers there. And it just continued uh, even after the Civil War. Now, you've got Fort Martin Scott that is there in Fredericksburg, and that's one of the oldest uh, military posts. I think it might be the oldest uh, here in Texas uh, established out in the West. You know, tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, go ahead, sir. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, Fort Martin Scott was actually the first fort built out west to protect the settlers. And it came to, we're, as a matter of fact, our uh, Ranger Center joined Fort Martin Scott here. That's why we call it the Texas Ranger Heritage Center at Fort Martin Scott. And it uh, was built out here just east of Fredericksburg in about 1848. And uh, they sent the federal uh, army out here mainly to protect uh, this area from the Indians. And the Rangers uh, also were out here. Henry McCullough, who was uh, one of the more famous Ranger captains in that earlier period, uh, was stationed here with his Rangers at uh, Fort Martin Scott and served out in this area. And so uh, it stayed here for uh, about five years and uh, the Indian problem, settlers started settling further out west. And so actually the Indian problem wasn't as bad here as it was for the west. So they eventually closed this board and moved out west like Fort Concho, Fort Lancaster, and Fort Davis out there. Let's but uh, the remnant of the Fort Martin Scott is still out here. Uh, one of the original buildings is still here where they uh, – uh, had the uh, army settled here. Let's talk about the Texas Rangers Heritage Center. Uh, I've got an incredible brochure here, and it, you know, phase one has been completed. You've got some beautiful bronze statues that are there, a pavilion. You've got that ring of honor that she lays out all the names of rangers who has lost their lives, and of course, the five ranger character traits dedication, determination, courage, integrity, and respect. Let's talk about phase two, what you're looking to do to move on to have this incredible interactive facility that is there. And again, right there adjacent to Fort Martin Scott, where Rangers once served. Tell us about the Texas Rangers Heritage Center. Well, this got started several years ago. Uh, our former Texas Ranger Association, which is made up of uh, former Rangers and descendants of Rangers, uh, was actually uh, established in 1897 by some old rangers that wanted to get together and start uh, uh, doing so on a yearly basis. And they started meeting at various ranger camps. And then eventually we uh, started uh, a museum there in San Antonio in a building that was built in 1936 uh, known as Memorial Hall. And while I was president of the uh, Former Texas Ranger Association, uh, they got concerned about that building being built in 36 and decided, decided to build a new facility. And it would be a state-of-the-art facility where you actually 
saw the history as you went through it and, and learned the history. And it, it had to uh, not only learn the history, but it also t to teach you the character traits, as you mentioned a while ago of the Ranger, courage, determination, dedication, respect, integrity, and to make better citizens of these kids and children that are coming up to see this. So we're, as you said, uh, phase one is completed up here. Ranger Ring of Honor is in place. It's a 30-foot diameter uh, Ranger badge with over 500 names on it of Rangers killed in the line of duty. And uh, you know, we are, we're having a great big weekend. This uh, called Celebrate Texas and our honoring the Rangers and uh, the 200th anniversary. Uh, and so this facility, what we call phase two, we're currently raising the money to build it. Uh, it'll have uh, five galleries in it. Uh, as you enter, you'll first go into a theater. A ranger will come out on horseback as if he's actually there and tell you about what you're going to see. And then you go into gallery one. And gallery one is going to be Stephen F. Austin swearing in the first 10 Rangers that he hired in 1823. And it'll be just as if you're standing there. Gallery two, he'll be down in Gonzales, Texas, as the rider comes in from the Alamo uh, and carrying the letter from Travis and talking about and reading the letter that Travis is surrounded and they need help. And, uh, there was 32 Rangers in Gonzales at that time. It had just been formed uh, under Captain Kimball. And uh, they get, they, uh, the captain said, let's go, man. We've got to head to the Alamo. The only ones that got into the Alamo uh, during that time, and uh, they died there uh, when the, they were defeated there. Travis was defeated there, and they became known as the Immortal 32, and they're on the Ranger Ring of Honor. Then you'll move forward to uh, from uh, the that uh, you'll see that actual Indian battle that we talked about where they used the Patterson pistol and uh, see how uh, that'll be in gallery number three. And then you'll move on to gallery number four, the capture of John Wesley Harden on a train in Florida, one of the most notorious outlaws in Texas in the 1880s. And the Rangers tracked him down to Florida. He was a, uh, responsible for the death of up to 32 people and they brought him back to texas uh then they go into gallery number five which is the modern texas ranger and you learn about where the rangers are today and what they do today uh they're they're uh well known as i said as from the prime criminal investigators there are and they in 1935 they were placed under the texas department of public safety along with the Highway Patrol and the Rangers, and uh, they formed the Department of Public Safety. Highway Patrol does the traffic law enforcement, the Rangers the uh, criminal law enforcement. That's what you'll learn as you go through, and you'll exit out what we call the Hall of Honor, uh, where different Rangers that will be in there. A lot of the Rangers in the earlier days went on to become presidents of uh, one, became president of A&M College, he served as governor of Texas. Uh, Frost Bank was started by a ranger, Tom Frost, who uh, was a ranger captain in the early day, moved into San Antonio, started a store in a bank, and now there's Frost Bank. So they very, uh, not only did they be rangers and 
and helped settle this state, but they went on to to uh, make Texas what it is. Well, that's an incredible story, and I think it's so important that we pass this on to our children and the subsequent generations because a lot of this that you just talked about right now, they're not getting in schools. And so you have that Junior Texas Ranger program. Can you talk a little bit about that as well? That's correct. You know, everybody needs to know their history and where they came from and why we are here today as we are because we're not just – we live in the greatest nation and the greatest state, in my opinion, in that nation. And there's a lot of history here. And uh, these kids coming up need to know why they can leave their homes and why they can go do and, and have the freedom to do that. And it's all started back uh, when Stephen F. Austin first came here and we moved forward and we become a not only a republic, then we became a state. And we educate our kids now today and we all know that they're really not getting what they should be in the schools. And uh, they're not learning that history like they should be learning it. So that's one of our main objectives is not only to teach them the history of this great state and what the Rangers did to, to make it that way and are still doing, but to make them uh, and make them realize how fortunate they are to be born here and, and to live here and to be become a part of that history. Don't, you only get one chance in life. And you can either mess it up or you can do something for it. And uh, we want them to be that leader. We want them to be that person like the first Rangers that came here and they fought for their freedoms and, and content, continue that legacy. And so that's what uh, this facility is all about. Yeah, we're going to tell the history of a great law enforcement uh, organization, but as well as what they stood for and what they stand for today, and to also hopefully make that a young person a better citizen and productive citizen. You know, one of my favorite uh, Ranger sayings that I learned from you is, I believe it's Captain Bill McDonald, where he said that a man in the wrong can't stand up against a man in the right that just keeps a coming. That's so correct, and that's very true to that right there. And uh, uh, and if you're in the right and you keep on coming, regardless of what you're doing, you'll succeed in life. You're absolutely just right. Try to be there, and uh, you'll you'll make. It. Okay, so this Saturday you've got Celebrate Texas that will be happening there at the Texas Rangers Heritage Center at Fort Martin Scott in Fredericksburg, Texas. Uh, what are the times for that event? And it's there at the pavilion. Can you share uh, details about that with the audience? About the what? The, the Celebrate Texas. Can you share the details about that with the audience? Oh, we're having this weekend. Yes, sir. Celebrate Texas was started several years ago, and uh, we uh, started that, and we had the uh, Comanche Indians actually coming down from Oklahoma. We've all, almost got a peace treaty going with them. Uh, you know, we were enemies in the early days. Today we're friends, and and uh, they come down every year. Uh, descendants of Gwana Parker, the great mm -hmm. Indian chief, comes down, uh, and uh, they set up a their tents and do a powwow and traditional Indian dancing. And uh, we'll have some ranger camps set up right beside them. Uh, they can come through and see the way the rangers uh, served in the earlier days. 
and the way they dress and the uh, weapons they carried. And then we'll have some entertainment here uh, on the grounds. Uh, uh, this year, actually, uh, the city of Fredericksburg is doing a proclamation for us on Saturday, uh, recognizing the 200th anniversary of the Rangers. So it's a yearly event. We'll have some displays on the grounds of the uh, Ranger uh, firearms that they carried. And you'll learn the history as, as well as see it on at Celebrate Texas. And what time does the gate open up for Celebrate Texas this Saturday? That's on Saturday, yes. What, what time does the gate open up? It's at 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock, Fredericksburg, Texas. And if, the uh, Texas Rangers Heritage Center at Fort Martin Scott Celebrate Texas. I implore, implore everyone, uh, if you can drive and get there, please get down there. Because this is a part of history that if you're here in Texas or surrounding states, you need to know and you need to learn about. And the other thing is, uh, please go to www.trhc.org, TexasRangersHeritageCenter.org. And support this because I think it's great that we get this phase two completed uh, because we're losing these great men and women of the Texas Rangers every single day. Because as a matter of fact, a notice just went out uh, this week of a Texas Ranger who we lost. I think it was Ranger Coggins, I believe that was his name. That was that uh, we just lost a Texas Ranger this week. I saw the notice go out about that. Yeah, there'll be uh, on Saturday. You're talking about the Rangers. Yeah, the Ranger who just recently lost his life, Pat uh, just passed away. I'm sorry, Alan. Yeah, there was a Texas Ranger. He's 60 years of age who just recently passed away. Yeah, he just passed away. Yeah, yeah. he was a Texas Ranger that. Uh, served uh, after I came in. Uh, he passed away just a few days ago. And uh, we're going to be remembering him also. And he was involved in a terrible accident out in the Big Bend area and, and uh, recuperated from it, and uh, uh, but uh, not fully. And, and so he was serving at this time with the Rangers on uh, uh, over the uh, unsolved cases and uh, then he just recently passed away at age 60. Well, I want to thank you, Ranger Joe Davis, for your over 30 years of service in law enforcement, and 24 of which were in the Texas Rangers. And again, I just implore everyone that is watching this podcast to go to your, to your computers and look up the former Texas Rangers Foundation and the Texas Rangers Heritage Center and support them in what they're doing. Because this is not just about Texas, it's about the United States of America and the thing that makes us great and unique. Unique, And I can't think of a better place for it to be there in Fredericksburg where you have Texas Ranger history and you have so many visitors to come. They need to learn about the men who served and protected Texas before there was a Texas, the Texas Rangers. So God bless you and thank you so very much, Ranger Joe, for joining us on the Steadfast and Loyal podcast. Thank you, Alan. It's good being with you. All right. God bless, sir. Take care. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. 
for this episode of the Steadfast and Law podcast. And a special thanks to a good friend of mine, Ranger Joe Davis out of Fredericksburg. He's the president of the former Texas Rangers Foundation, a man that has given over 30 years of his life in law enforcement. And yes, a large portion of that as a Texas Ranger. If you liked what you saw with this podcast, please hit the like button and share it with others. And until next time, steadfast and loyal. Before they burn it down.